Sentire Media. You are listening to the La Tavola Marche Radio Network. You can now hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, and Pre. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Welcome, thank you very much for downloading our podcast this morning, the 5th of April. Ciao, tutti! It is 9 in the morning and we're ready to go. Uh, started off a little drizzly today, but it will be another beautiful day here in the Marque. It's supposed to be like 25, 27 this weekend. It's going to be gorgeous. It, we're going to have a nice little hot spell. It is. Uh, lots to do, lots going on. We've uh, Spring's in full swing. We've uh, opened up the house. Uh, we've had our first few bookings. Mm-hmm. And the garden. It is oh time. It is time for the garden. <laughs> so we got our uh, cow manure, our leitame, um, uh, which looks beautiful. It's rich and black. It's mature, so it doesn't um, really smell. And I'm, I kind of like it. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really smell no. at all. Um, we've been going wheelbarrow by wheelbarrow, throwing it into the oh garden, my which God. my back... Angelo delivered it yesterday, and Jason just was like, gung-ho, let's just freaking start. I was like, oh my God. So I kept thinking, oh no, we'll end up borrowing someone's tractor for sure. And no one seemed real keen on the idea or ready to let us uh, take it right then. So Jason just said, let's start wheelbarrowing. And sure as shit, I mean, literally, he just starts wheelbarrowing huge pilefuls and gives me a rake and a uh, pitchfork. pitchfork, and I have to start spreading it out pile by pile. And we did a ton yesterday. We did like half the garden. I was surprised. Every so many piles, I'd be like, are we done yet? <laughs> Here we go in. But it's great. It's deep and rich and black and beautiful, and it'll make all my plants very, very happy. That's what you have to do when you want to have a bio-organic garden. It's the Yes, it's a little bit more love. Mm-hmm. It definitely needs a little bit more love. But uh, this last week, we put down a bunch of potatoes. Mm-hmm. The fava are looking beautiful. Yep. We added some more strawberries. They look good, too. They look beautiful. And you put carrots in? Uh, yep, we put some carrot seed down, and we also started uh, most of our seeds uh-huh. in pots. A lot of the um, tomatoes and lettuces and some herbs. Uh, we started the um, zucchini mm-hmm. and the big squashes. Mm-hmm. And I started some flowers and some sunflowers so here we go we're a little late in starting our seeds because we don't have a greenhouse or a place to we have so many seeds that we start it's not easy to bring them in and take them out every night no so. into the dining room no just mind the dirt <laughs> so uh we're a little bit late but that's okay we'll supplement with uh neighbors who do have greenhouses and started their seeds much well, yeah much like earlier. carolyn she always starts her seeds much earlier yeah she, she has... can bring them into her kind of like sunroom well, she... And she doesn't have hundreds and hundreds of pots. No, but she always gives us a chunk that she starts, so it's a nice, like, we get them from a few different neighbors, so we have them at different times and growth periods. It's good. Um, the cherry blossoms around the valley are beautiful. I know! They look like little 
little snow-covered uh, trees. It's so nice to see the white just popping everywhere. And the um, violet ones up at the mill, up at Basilio's Mill, are absolutely gorgeous. I don't know, what kind of trees are those? Because that... Those are cherry trees. Our cherry trees don't get that purple. No, his are a different kind. They're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the tractors, you can hear the sound of tractors all through the valley. Spring is here. We're ready. Mm-hmm. I am definitely ready. We could start not using heat. I know. Start getting tan and skinnier. <laughs> what else? Oh, uh, well, well, with, well, I'm sorry. I was going to say, what are you cooking with the spring veggies and stuff? Oh, we still have the nettle, the baby nettle that we uh, use in, you could either uh, boil it and saute it like greens. I think we talked about this already. Or we, we've been using it in the raviolis. Uh, the wild uh, radicchio and field greens are out, dandelion greens. So lots of old ladies with bags in fields. But also the artichokes still look fantastic. The artichokes are and starting to come around. The, um Wild asparagus. Wild asparagus is is here too. Um, we've seen so with the hot spell, or well, hot, um, but the sun we've had. We've seen some mushroom hunters going into the woods, so we'll have to go do that in the next week or so and check out if porcini have arrived early this year and what's going on. But I'm excited. I know, and the salamis are finally done. Salamis are done. We zipped them up. Uh, we did them what the second week of January, first week of January. I think so. And so the salamis are just done now. Um, the sausages finished in February. They yeah, only they're needed not. four weeks, but these ones seem to half of them just took a lot longer. Were they fatter or? The temperature was just a little warmer, or why do you think that those No, ones... I think the temperature was cooler, so they didn't dry as quickly. Oh. Now that it warmed up, the they dry much, much quicker. And it was so wet, too, That's the humidity. True. So it's hard for the moisture to come out when the humidity is so hot. Um, hearing this car drive by, did you see that the Forestale came up here yesterday? Yes, I did. And he waved to me, and they were laughing at me. I was, I was shoveling poop <laughs> from, in, from a big pile. He came up, and they just kind of parked their car and was looking around, so I came out, and I said, hello. They were like, anything going on? I was like, no, everything's tranquil, tranquil, tranquil. Uh, first of all, like I'm going to ever rat someone out that we hear gunshots and poachers at night. I don't want to be the Americani rats, you know? But it's funny how they just kind of... Come, I don't know what they're looking for. I don't either. Uh, I think they're. I think they're just looking for people hunting out of season, or who knows, just being curious. Mm-hmm. But another sure sign of spring on the way is the Festa della Rania. Ah, yes, the festival of the frogs in Ferbignano, one of our neighboring. Oh, towns. I'm sorry, not the festa. It's the Palio. Palio, yes. So the race. So, this is hysterical, and they've been doing this since when? Like, the 1800s or something. I'd have to look back at the dates. We have um, blog posts about it. And to celebrate their independence from the Duke, I don't know how this does it, but they (laughs) would race frogs on wheelbarrows through the old part of town. And they get all dressed up in the medieval outfits, and Jason was a little disappointed the first year we went, and we see them... These guys in their, uh, like, palio best outfits for racing and from each different um, quarter of town, like all the different neighborhoods, have a different racer. And they have these flat wheelbarrows with a frog right in the middle, and they're running for quite a ways all the way through town. And if the frog hops off, they have to put it back on and stop. And uh, 
we even found out that there's a doctor that examines the frogs beforehand to make sure they're not drugged or given sedatives or put rocks at their bellies so they don't jump off. And it was hysterical to watch all this. And Jason looked a little bummed after the first time, and it was like, what... What's wrong? And he goes, it's just not what I expected. And I said, what'd you expect? He said he thought the frogs were pushing the wheelbarrow. <laughs> no, I didn't think the frogs were pushing the wheelbarrows. I thought it was a frog race where you put your frog down and whoever gets oh, to the I end. Oh, I thought you, I always thought you thought it was there were pushing the wheelbarrows. I thought, oh my God, this is not a Bugs Bunny cartoon. But in what's hysterical in true Italian form for food at this festival, frogs legs, fried frogs legs, frogs, uh, frogs and porchetta. It's hysterical. So, and whoever's um, neighborhood wins the race, woo! Big festival at the level of food stands for them, and it's a blast. It's really fun. And earlier in the day, they have, um, you know, the whole uh, court procession through town. Mm-hmm. The court comes in, and last year they had the flyover by the World War II airplanes. Yes, I think that was your favorite part. That was my favorite part, but it's a good time, and if the weather's nice, it's it's a blast, mm-hmm. and everyone comes out, and you'll never see anything like it. No, no, it's a good time. Look and at, it's a good excuse to try fried frog flakes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, this week we wanted to uh, touch on a little bit of our, as spring is coming in and people are going to start coming again, our favorite day trips from the farm. So generally within an, an hour and a half. Yeah, at the most. Like, because Lamarca is such a little known region and our farmhouse is actually really centrally located to do lots of great day trips. So we thought this, yeah, would be a perfect uh, time to say if you're staying here or in the area that here's some great places you can see within... Within the day. Yeah. Drive out to in the day. Even though two of our places are in Umbria. One's in Tuscany. One's in Tuscany. Okay. Here we go. In no so, particular order whatsoever. Yes. Go ahead, you start. We'll start off with San Sepolcro and Ghiari, two beautiful towns right in right in the tip of Tuscany. Um, this is only about forty five minutes. Not far at all. You take the you take the road over the mountains, and then it's just twenty minutes up the va- up the Umbrian Valley. But it, it's where Tuscany and Umbria and Lamarque meet. And Lamarque meet, and two beautiful towns. San Sepolcro is a flat town. Um, really cool old churches and just also famous for their linens, incredible uh, towels and sheets that you'll never want to even use. Those are the fancy towels <laughs> for, the, for the fancy. <laughs> Don't use the fancy towels. And then if you continue up another ten minutes, you come to Angiari, which is um, tucked away at the end of the valley into the mountain. Yeah, it's got an incredible view over the valley, and it's I kind of call it like a. A craggly town where it's all built up on top of each other. So it's definitely on a little hill top. And uh, each corner is a freaking photo op. It's just beautiful. And then when you come out to where there's um, the gardens and this little restaurant, you could take incredibly sweeping views of the valley photos right there. And it's just a nice place for a cafe or a gelato. And they have um, a great antiques festival. And also in San Sopocro, that's where the um, uh, Balestra is. Oh, the archery. uh Uh-huh, the big archery festival in September, which is not to be missed at all. Um, but now going, uh, instead of going west, we're going to go east to um, San Leo San Marino Gardara. Yes, if you want uh, to go to see some striking hilltop towns, well, San Marino is a republic. The first uh, rep- dem- 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 blah, 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 the first democracy. Yes, and it is still, it's, a, it's its own, it's an independent country within yes. Italy. 
So, fun fact, Italy has two independent countries within the name of... The Vatican? Yes. Vatican City and San, San Marino. Marino. Bravo! I think it's the only country in the world to have two countries inside of it. Possibly. I'll, I'm just making that up, but I'll, we'll call it truth. So San Marino's cool. Um, it can be a bit touristy. It's um, a hike to get up there, but the views, are, again, are spectacular. And, it, and... I know, the, the newest... Oh, go ahead. Well, it's the only place that I've seen that you can go into a gift shop and buy... Oh. T-shirts, mugs, postcards. Uh, postcards, and automatic weapons. Oh, or your full armory of uh, shells. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Grenades. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. I know. It's a little bit freaky. <laughs> Two postcards, <laughs> a round of uh, what it, I don't even know. But also something I found out is you can get your passport stamped there if that is something you like they, doing. They charge you money, I know. Though. It's like five euros because they say you have to pay for the stamp. But you have to go to some special office. But if you like it, your passport stamped, there you go. All right. Another country to add to the uh, register. True. And San Leo is its kind of sister, um, Twin Peak, and famous for alchemy and a really neat little sleepy old town as well. Way less touristy. Um and then Gradara, like you mentioned, which Gradara is right on, is the, on coast. the coast. And that is, um, if you're looking at the coast of the Adriatic, look for Rimini, uh, in the it's, south of there. It's the Catolica exit. Yes. And Gradara is an incredibly beautiful, intact castle with a massive wall surrounding the city. And it is beautiful. And in uh, the summer on Thursdays, they have like a... Pleasures, yeah, like a reenactment of the charging of the gates, and then this like pleasures of the medieval table at all their restaurants, and it's kind of cool. So if you were leaving from the house, you'd probably hit San Leo first, San Marino, and then come down the coast to uh, Gradara. To, to, to Gradara, about ten minutes down mm-hmm. the coast. Uh, now going way south in La Marque is Frasassi Caves. I'm not sure if we had talked about this place or not, but it is. Uh, one of the largest caves in Europe, and there's stalactites and stalagmites, and it is like you are visiting a whole other planet. Um, they give light, they give um, tours all the time throughout the warm months, and they do it in like six different languages. You can take I, we've talked about it. You can take the like an hour and a half tour. They have a like a more in depth like four hour tour, and then you can sign up uh, with a reservation for like the hardcore. Yeah, I want to do that. With ropes the whole and lights, you know, helmets and ropes. Take you off the path, but if you're claustrophobic for that, do not go on that one. Um, and also the um, the national park it's in is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful drive through. Oh yeah, make, bring like um, stuff to make a picnic and just enjoy the day down there. It's just beautiful. Um. Number four on the list, in no particular order, <laughs> is the Marque wine region of Moro di Alba, Yesi, Ostra, uh, the Valley di Rosso Conero. It is a wonderful drive to take a day trip down there. Um, it's a bit hard to find some of the vineyards because they're not really marked. And if you want to do a wine tour, we highly recommend Marco's Way. Eat. Uh, Marco's Way is fantastic, and it's a great way to see that area, and he drives you around and whatnot. But even on your own, check it out. Marco has some of the most uh, delicious unknown wines of Italy. Um, the Furlo Gorge and Mondavio Cartocetto. So heading out towards the coast is the Furlo Gorge, and um, 
It is where the Romans tunneled through and built this pass through these mountains. Um, it, you still see, it turns into a one-lane road, part of it, and you can see, like, where they chipped away at the freaking rock. It is so cool. And the gorge is just so beautiful down there with the uh, the river, the Candeliano River, the river that our house is along is, goes through here as well. And... Uh, the water is just this sparkling green, and with the huge rocks up on the side of the gorge, it is wonderful. You could go for a hike down there, also where you get off at the expressway just after Aqualania, so it's only about 25 minutes from here. It's that. Oh, one second. I have to run. <laughs> okay, we'll push pause and we'll come right back. Okay, so we're back. Sorry, we had some guests leaving and we must... Do the proper checkout. <laughs> yes, send them off properly. I don't even did, Chief. Where did we end up? We, okay, we ended up talking about the gorge. Gorge. So the gorge, yes. And right before the exit to the where you get off at the autostrada, they have that really old church. Uh huh. It was built in like 1072, and I think it is. Even if you're not into like churches or religious, for the architecture, it's really neat, and it's all stone and marble and faded frescoes. I think it's really eerie. I feel like there yeah, were sacrifices. You definitely get a feeling when you walk in and because you can really explore all over the place. And um, also, where you get off right there is a beautiful place for a picnic. Um, there's like a piadine stand, and if you check out that little park, there is um, an excavation of the Roman bridge. Nope. The Roman wall is there. The bridge is towards Gudi. True, but I think there w- it would have been a bridge. Okay. That is my <laughs> hypothesis. <laughs> uh, you jump and after... But the stones are so cool, you have to go down there and check it out. No? After you jump back on the autostrada through the gorge, you'll uh, head over to Mondavio with the trebuchets or the catapults. Mm-hmm. Uh, walled city, very, very cute and beautiful spot. You can find a little lunch there or just have a cafe. It's really... Um, it's really just an hour or so walk around, but the coolest part is that you can climb on and turn the wheels of the catapults, and uh, I don't know, you just get to climb all over it, which is a really, is an added bonus for me. It makes my imagination run wild, because I think, what did they fill in the buckets? Was it boiling uh, oil, like you hear, or was it rocks, or what? But it's really cool to check them out. Jumping back in the car to finish out the last stop of the day, you would go to um, Cartocheto, which is our area for olive oil. Um, a beautiful, it's set kind of in a, like, I don't know, the rolling hills and the olive groves going down, like, from the tops of the hills going all the way down. Um, at these, with the setting sun, it's always beautiful. Pick up some of our precious olive oil from Cartocheto. And uh, maybe another cafe or perhaps an aperitivo this time. Yeah, I'd go for some vino. (laughs) (laughs) And then from there, jump back in the car. It's only about 35, 40 minutes back to the farm, and you can come back in time for dinner. Number six on the list. Number six, Gubbio. I love Gubbio. It is. It's a great town. Cool market. Fantastic. Um, Amphitheater and Roman ruins. Yep. Built into the side of the mountain. Yep, there's... um, they have a um, tram, not a tram, what do they call it? I forget. It, well, they have a tram up to the top. I've never gotten to take it because we've always gone in the off season mm-hmm. and not in the high, you know, not in the warmer months. But um, great gelato place, really cool to walk around. Nice pottery there as well. Good market. And um, just a good day trip. You it can is. make a whole day out of Gubbio. Also, if you thought Gubbio was eh and you wanted to keep going, you're not far from a CC once you're there. Oh, really? How far? 
It's not. I guess you're I think right. It's like only another half an hour. All right. Uh, Saint Francis of Assisi, and there, there's a tons of stuff. But from here to Gubbio is forty-five 40, minutes. Forty minutes, spot on. Oh, the town before Gubbio, with the the really old town with the churches, before you go through the tunnel. All right, I need to do my research before I spout off. But um, Gubbio is a great, uh, great spot and well worth a day trip. Number seven. Chita Nova Marques, just south of Ancona on the coast, a beautiful cove. Oh, yeah. I mean, for a completely different coastline, this is spectacular. Like, the Adriatic north of there is just a straight beach. line beach. This is where the... Land jets out, and there's the incre- the deep coves, and it's it's a completely different feel. Very beautiful, very secluded little beaches. There's no um, hotels or anything like that on the beach. It's nothing but forest and yeah, kind it's, of it's like lined with a state park. State park. So you you have to park. Uh, I mean, you could come down to the coast and park in a certain area, but for the most part, most people park at the top, uh, top of the of the cliff. You hike leisurely down, go and visit the cove and the beach and all that stuff, and then you can take a bus back up, a, a, a little uh, a bus and back up to the top. Driving through that park is just so pretty. And in the summer when it's hot, you're cooled in the tree-lined roads, and with there's different spots where you can pull over and take pictures. The views are just oh, spectacular. Chita Nova Marque, beautiful and well worth it as well. Number eight on the list. One of my favorite things to do. Saturday morning, Fano Market. The Fano Market on Saturdays is gigantic. Tons of food, tons of crap, like craps, you know, the crap sales, tons of clothes, tons of people. And it's a great excuse to go on Saturday, check out the market, go to the beach, have a fish lunch. Makes it, for a great day. It is. I love the Fano Market. It's only 45 minutes away. And um, great people watching. Like, mm-hmm. it's hysterical. You will see Italy at, you know, the real Italy at the Fano Market. Yes. No, moving on to number nine. Number nine. Monte Nerone and Monte Patrano. Yes, right here in our own front yard. Come and visit uh, Piovico. And so about just ten minutes away <laughs> is Monte Nerone. And, oh, what a beautiful mountain to go up for either a hike or a drive. Uh, our friend Peter does guided uh, hikes from, you know, leisurely two-hour ones to hardcore all-day ones. It's wonderful. You get to see... The Adriatic Sea all the way into Tuscany. It's incredible, the views from up there. Um, you can drive to the top if you like, um, if you're not into the hiking. last uh, One of the times we went, we saw horses just roaming oh, yeah, wild. Um, also, this was part of the leg of the Giro d'Italia two years ago. And Lance Armstrong tweeted after... This was the hardest leg in my entire career. And I thought, hell yeah, it's right here, baby. <laughs> um, so, And her sister mountain, Monte Petrano, which you can take uh, the road to Monte Nerone and then keep going over to Monte Petrano. And then it drops you, dumps you off in Cali, and you can take the straight road home. Um, you can see all the way to the sea, all the way inland on a cold, on a clear day. If it's foggy, you're not going to see anything. No, and it is most of the time windy, so even if it'll be warm down here, it's going to be cool up there, Mm -hmm. so pack a jacket. And number 10, our local Urbana and Urbino. Urbino, the birthplace of Raffaello, and some say the greatest example of Renaissance uh, architecture yes, in Italy. Yes, with the twin spires on the Palazzo Ducale. It makes for a wonderful day trip. You can head um, first about 20 minutes down the road to Urbana and have a nice little poke around our tiny town there. 
Thursdays, market day, great place to check email, wander around for a little bit, have a gelato, a beautiful Teatro Bramanti, and then get in the car and go another 16 kilometers, either the straight road for Fermignano or the one new one up the hills, and visit Urbino, which is a university town as well, so you'll always find someone speaking English, tons of trattorias, osterias. Um, great place, again, for gelato. <laughs> uh, a really cool monument to Raffaello and marble, and then all the he- the busts of the important people of Urbino. Uh-huh, all the laureates and writers, and it's great. It's a wonderful town just to kind of leisurely spend the day. You could have a tour of the palazzo, you can tour Raffaello's home. The Orto Botanica is wonderful, and a great escape with the botanic gardens on a hot day. And, um... It's definitely, definitely worth a visit. And the Duomo, it's phenomenal with Tiffany Blue inside. It's just classic. It is classic. And we'd be remiss not to uh, mention the, our own castle here in Piobico, no? Sure, Castello Pecorai. Castello Pecorai and Castello Brancolino. Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, and we, yes, we'd be, we would have to, we must mention our our castles and sites here in Piobico. But uh, anyway, those are just the top, the ten off the top of our head. There are literally tons of day trips and things to do around in our area. Even though we are out in the countryside, there is uh, plenty to see and plenty to get a feel of. Um, uh, fill your days, or just sit by the down, sit by the pool, read a book. And don't go anywhere. And don't go anywhere. Drink wine. Speaking of things to do, I wanted to mention that we have, uh, we still have some space in our June food and wine gourmet holiday, F- um, the 14th through the 19th of June, and the 21st through the 26th. We are offering five night package including two cooking classes um, and a wine tour with Marco. You'll have lunch with him. He'll take you to four or five vineyards and tastings. Along the way, he stops at a honey producer, a cheese maker, and an olive press. Um, it also includes your five-course feasts from our very own chef, Jason, <laughs> with all the produce from the farm, um, as well as a market trip and a trip to Fushiani's. Trip to Fushiani's meat. Yes. That is like the secret uh, little food tour right there. So all of this for five nights, it's 1,550 euro for two people. So... Check it out. If you want more information, you can find it online at latavolamarche.com, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E.com. But this is a great package to uh, really kind of experience slow travel, living like a local in a farmhouse for five nights, and um, cooking the recipes from the garden, and visiting the vineyards. So, nice little package. Very good. What do we got going on for the next couple of days? We're putting, we got brand new beds for the farmhouse. So putting new beds together, big, huge mattresses. Everyone will have a good night's sleep and We're more ha- gardening. More gardening. We have our friends Caroline and Luke coming over to help put together beds and then we'll have, I'm going to make some fish and salt crust. I have uh, the night off tonight as far as guests. Um, Lots to do. We're going to maybe take off uh, this Saturday. Uh, We have um, friends coming into town. We're going to take them to Rome. Um, So maybe for our next podcast, we'll give uh, some good Roman recommendations. I was thinking that too. Because Rome's only three hours away. We didn't add it onto this list. It's too far. It's too far for most people. But for us, we know the road. Jason drives like an Italian. And we're there in three hours on the dot. So our friend Craig hasn't seen 
Rome before, so we thought, well, let's just go for the afternoon. We'll show them the highlights, have lunch, and uh, eat our way through, and then come back. And Rome's tricky, kind of like most big cities. You can eat great, or you can it could be absolutely horrible. So um, more on that for sure. Yeah. We'll definitely give some highlights. Um, we're getting we'll get the garden squared away. We're gonna lots of little projects around the house to take care of. It's time to start thinking about the pool. Um, and to finish off this week's podcast, we're gonna do our word of the week. It's all you. I want to start off with the word that first comes to mind, letame. Ah, I agree. Letame. That is our word of the week. <laughs> Manure. Because we were covered in it, <laughs> shoveling it, smelling it, <laughs> raking it, and loving it. Just generally, no, you know... Nose deep in manure. So, if you are a farmer or are interested in gardening in Italy, that is a word that might come in handy. It will. But, um, something more practical for everyone else listening, uh, maybe a little proverb for spring. Very good. What do you have? You read it. You have a much prettier voice. Quando canta il cuccolo, la primavera è eminente. So, when the cuckoo bird sings, spring is imminent, and God... My God, we have a cuckoo bird that never shuts up. I mean, I like it. It's really fun. But after, but sometimes it's just like, oh, my God. He just hoo-hoos all day long. So that must mean that spring is here. Also because Petey's back. Yes, so we have a little green bird, a tiny, tiny little bird, and we've named him Petey, and he goes around in the morning tapping on the windows of the whole house, and he'll start at the top floor and go all the way around and make his way down to the kitchen, and every day we see Petey. So so for the guests who have been here before last spring, they'll be happy to know Petey's back. He just all of a sudden disappears one day come late May. And then he returns again early April, so Petey's back. It's nice. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. <laughs> well, I can see the drizzle has stopped and the sun is coming out. So um, <gasps> Back Ash- to shoveling. Back to doing work. Ashley, bring it home. Give out our information. Oh, um, if you download us on off iTunes, we'd really love it if you could leave comments or ratings. That really helps us out, move up the top podcast rankings. And if you have any questions or comments or would like to suggest something for the show, please email us. And the lovely Ashley will now give out our <laughs> information. All right. La Tabla Marque Agriturismo Farm in Cooking School. You can find us at latavalamarque.com, latavalamarque.blogspot.com, on Facebook, Latavalamarque Agriturismo Cooking School, and on Twitter, at Latavalamarque. How do you spell Latavalamarque? <laughs> L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. So, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful week. I hope it's nice and warm by where you are, as it is here. And from the beautiful foothills of the Peony Mountains, thank you very much. Have a wonderful week. Ciao. Ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. 
and we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.